our very first Tuesday bonus episode of Coffee with Katie and Kick-Ass Women. Thanks for joining us today. It is a unique episode. It's an episode that I am calling Podception. That's right. It is Podcast Inception with the lovely ladies of i2 Podcast, Jess and Elsa. They also record here in San Antonio with some amazing local women. They share their stories. They talk about a lot of really important and relevant topics. So what we're going to do today is have a conversation about huge life milestones, big life transformations. That's what we're going to cover here. And once you're done listening here, head on over to I2 Podcast because we are covering the things, the advice that we would give to our teenage selves. And we talk also a little bit about who we were as teenagers. And uh, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny episode. So again, we are talking about life milestones first. The three of us have been through quite a few of them, including big moves location-wise, starting businesses, moving in with a significant other, finding yourself, and changing career fields. So we are covering a lot today. I am happy to have these two with me. We recorded here in my apartment building, so we had kind of a casual night. We are also drinking Cabernet here. So Please join me for this episode of Cabernet with Katie and Jess and Elsa. <laughs> I feel like Selena every time I have one of these microphones. Because you know how Selena, she had like pink or red on the microphone. So when she had her lipstick, like if her lipstick hit her microphone, it wouldn't, you couldn't tell. Yeah. All right. Cabernet with Katie. It's happening. So. Um, I actually haven't told, like, no, I guess on Instagram I told the whole podcast community that I was leaving, but it kind of sparked us saying, why don't we talk about life transformations, milestones, right? Moments. Yes. Yeah. Moments. Um, but why don't you ladies introduce yourselves and give our audience a little bit of an understanding of who you are and what you do? What your jam is? Because I have our jam. Yeah, yeah. And also, you have to say <laughs> smuckers. <laughs> you have to say um, your go-to pump-up jam within this description. Oh my goodness, that's a tough one. <clears throat> no, I got it. Mm. Okay, you want to go first? You no, go you first? go first. You okay. get bonus points of using it. You don't know what you did, Katie. You don't want me to sing. Do I need to stand up? Don't <laughs> make me sing. My name is Elsa Fernandez, and I'm the founder of Eye Candy Boutique, uh, downtown San Antonio. And I'm excited to be here with Katie because I know her from SA Live. Yay! Yay! Um, so what, like two years probably is the last I when I first the met same Katie. Then. Yeah. Or are we going on three? We're probably going on three. Um, but we have Jessica and I. I'm one half of the I Do podcast. And um, San Antonio native, born and raised. My pump-up jam. <clears throat> I've actually been a lot, in, uh, really into Jamiroquai lately, and I feel like oh. he got slept on. So I feel like um, canned heat right now is going to be my, my jam. And it's like, I got canned heat in my heels tonight, baby. Ow! <laughs> I totally you missed the Jamiroquai. Yes. memo. is for real. Ooh, and you know yeah. it's um it reminds me of what was the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, it's in there. Yes, he oh does it in the talent show. That's his song. Oh, it is. 
Yes. yes. Go back and so rewatch funny. it. I'm going to send you all the gifts right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm going to save them to my phone. And that's yeah. going to be me. I'm going to yeah. practice. Nonstop giftage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jess, tell us about you. Uh, I get all nervous. What do I do with my hands? Just kidding. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, my name is Jessica Lisa Ross. I go by Jess. Um, and I'm the food and nightlife editor at the San Antonio Current. That's what pay the, pays the bills, and I love food writing, so it's been fun. Um, I've been there for five years. And let me see. I'm not a San Antonio native, and I can't claim it still 14 years later. Wow. I feel yeah. like 14 years? I mean, you can kind of, I don't know if you have to claim it, but you're a San Antonian. Yeah. I haven't lived here as much. Like, it's not half of my life yet. So we'll see. Anyway, um, I'm a Valley native from mm. Bronzeville, and my pump-up jam is um, Alexander Hamilton. Mm. <laughs> like, if you want me to get anything done, you put that on. It's not even funny. I don't really know what you're talking about, though. So I'm going to need probably an example. From the musical? Oh, yeah. oh mm, I see what you I haven't even. I haven't never heard it, so oh. can you help us out, Jess? Yeah. It has some choice words, though, and I don't know if this it's is It's kick-ass women yeah. having coffee with Katie. So. Okay. I'm shy. I'm it's shy. fine. No, Maybe it's... by the end she'll feel comfortable. <laughs> after, the camera after the camera. Life <laughs> goals, and by life goals, I mean our goals or however long we're going to talk. <laughs> yeah. Although we probably shouldn't talk for an entire hour if we're going Oh, the best part of this is that we're going to do this in two parts. So after you listen mm-hmm. to this, head over to i2 and listen to the second half. Yes. yes. But um so what are I'm going to say what's your number 1, but what is one of your biggest that you can come to mind, milestones, transformations, something that you've gone through? Um, as far as speaking for me, after college, I went to Texas State University in San Marcos, so it wasn't really that big of a transition from high school to college, but then after college, I moved to Chicago on my own, mm. um, so that was definitely being fresh, a fresh graduate, moving to a larger city, not knowing anybody, um, that was a one big one, and then the second biggest, or probably the first biggest, is going to be the... Um, establishment of the boutique because I kind of left a cushy job cushy-ish job where I had my routine I knew what time I had to be there I knew what was expected of us as as a team um to kind of I just decided I was going to work for myself three times as hard as I would work for somebody else and I just didn't have I didn't have a trampoline underneath me to save me or a safety net or anything like that yeah Mm -hmm. so that would that would be a big one Yikes. Still don't know what that is like, but man. It's intense. Yeah. And you started out, you did like the pop-up, right? Mm-hmm. So San Antonio's got a great program. Yes. It's called help op- you. Yeah. Open Downtown Pop-Up Shops. Mm-hmm. Without them, I wouldn't have been able to test out the actual business mm-hmm. itself. Um, and then it also helped vacant a vacant spot downtown be activated. Mm -hmm. So it was a twofer deal. And (laughs) instead of, um, originally it was supposed to be a rotation every quarter. Um, but I was able to sign a lease with the city Mm -hmm. after my time. So I got the chance to kind of establish regulars and then I kind of ran with it. And yeah, yeah, it's such a cool program. And when you moved to Chicago, what were you doing there? I was a store manager, um, for this, um, no longer it's now defunct company mm-hmm. called Stevenberry's. They were really closed? Yeah, they wow. closed all of them. But they had been open for like twenty something years. And the problem is once 
the 2000s rolled around, because they'd been around since 1985. And it was kind of like, for people had, that have never heard about Stephen Berry's, it was kind of like an Old Navy pricing, but Cole's mentality mm. with kind of like different sections and different rooms. Mm. Um, and we did have, I want to say even before Cole's, I'm not sure, we had uh, celebrity um, collections and celebrity um, lines. Mm. So, hmm. yeah. Did you ever make it out to one? No. I think nothing. I went in New York once. It must have been like early 2000s. Yeah. And Super never early. They were known because nothing, at that point, before they started carrying like the SJP line, nothing was over $20. And yeah. it was like pretty good quality stuff. Like I've had some stuff for eight plus years, like ages. Oh, yeah. My friends are like, okay, you can throw that away now. But, <laughs> stuff but do I you still have. wear it? Uh, yeah. Well, I had shoes that I had for like 10 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. And then I have like a pair of shorts that I've had forever, but but always loved retail, it sounds like. Yeah, I have had uh, over 10 years of retail experience. I tried to do a just desk job in insurance, mm -hmm. and it was lovely, and I love the company that I worked for. It just wasn't me. Like, I'm not meant to be tied to a desk mm -hmm. all the time. Like, I need to be up and moving around and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. I can feel you on that one. <laughs> Jess. What's up? Your turn. Favorite life moment. No, that's not the right question. <laughs> Biggest life transformation. Um, so twofold again, it, oh, moving here from the Valley, I mean, Broswell has a, had maybe 164,000 people when I left and that was at 18 and then, um, kind of really having to find yourself. I mean, everyone does it when they go off to college, but then whole new city, um, kind of by myself. I moved here with a best friend and we no longer speak. So it was wow. just kind of like, Ooh, that's different. Um, and then also I was on track to do biology for most of high school in the first year of freshman year um, of college at UTSA. And then I decided, like, no, I want to go into uh, journalism. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a big transition. Yeah. Plot twist. Definitely plot twist. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. 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 <laughs> Let's move with couch right now. Um, and then I think the other one is more recent, but just moving in with my boyfriend because I've never lived with someone that wasn't female or, a, you know, a friend that I've known forever. Or even, I mean, with Candles, mm -hmm. I knew him for a little bit before we moved in together. Yeah. Well, he is, he's male, but it didn't count. It was like a significant other that I was like, ooh, right. this is a big step. Like mm -hmm. our leases are... You're tied together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was a lot more nervous about that one, I think. Um, because it's just like, this is a contract mm -hmm. for 14 months, at least. Yeah. How, but how long have you been in that contract now? <laughs> how long have you been in this three contractual months? relationship? Well, April, May, June. Okay. It's going on six months. Yeah. So not, you know, half a year. Mm -hmm. It's going well. Yeah. We, we, we've, yeah. have you seen the apartment lady lately? Mm, it's probably been like two weeks. So we've kind of meshing our styles and like our schedules and all mm -hmm. that has kind of worked out really well lately, especially after we got ham, mm -hmm. you know, he, I take him out during the week. Ham is my little dog. Yeah. Right? Um, and then like lunch meets <laughs> after we got some Oscar Mayer. Yeah. Uh, no, but just being able to kind of communicate, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. I walk him all week long. He's your dog on weekends. Yeah. Share um, the responsibility. Yeah. Has been pretty big. Um, but that, I think that was a big one because I just was not, I've never done it. I, you know, you, you realize like, oh, I really like this person. I want to send a, a lease. I want to 
share my stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me yeah. too, sharing. But you guys <laughs> spent a lot of time together before you moved in too. We did. But I always like, you know, when we first started dating, we could have signed a lease early on. And I was like, no, that's crazy. Like we could learn some really nasty habits about each other and then that's be smart. in this thing. And we were still together all the time, but it yeah. was just one of those things like, Mm-mm. let's get to know the crazy and let's show him all of your wardrobe and <laughs> yeah. all of your hair products and all of your makeup. Um, and he's still here. And he's still here. So that's been good. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the commonalities I think between all of us so far is this move, mm-hmm. right? And Chicago, San Antonio from Brownsville, I guess for me, my first significant move was to Georgia. So Mm -hmm. I moved from Ohio where I had always grown up, Cleveland to Georgia, um, for love. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I get this from my best friend. She's like, how, how are you so brave? How are you able to like take that step? Right. Um, and it sounds like both of you just kind of like made up your minds, you know, I'm moving. Um, how do you make it past like the fear of I'm, you know, maybe there's not going to be anybody that I know there. Maybe I'm not going to make it. Maybe, you know, all your self doubt that you have before this epic move. I think it's a process because you kind of have to feel the fear and then move past it. Mm -hmm. And you have to know in the back of your mind that you, for you right now in this moment, you're going to stick with the decision that you made and it's right for you. Mm-hmm. And then you, that's what's going to keep you going when the times get really difficult and you start doubting yourself. It's interesting because, like, for me, when I moved to Georgia, I definitely felt like, oh, shoot, I've got to make this work. Yeah. I made this decision. This is my only decision. But looking back on it, if it was the wrong decision, I could always get myself out of it. But right. at that time... I was like, I can't get myself out of it. This is, like, going to be the end of the world if it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, yeah. But I think knowing that whatever decision you make, it's always, there's always going to be another side. You can always get yourself out of it, right? Yeah. I mean. And you're, uh, like, not you particularly, Katie, obviously, but, like, oneself is resourceful, and we have to, I guess, trust our instincts trust and, ourselves. and our ability to problem solve and know that we can get things done yeah. as women. Yeah. Someone told me recently, like, you're your, you're your constant. Like, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing as long as you're there for yourself. Oh, so I think deep. that... <laughs> uh-huh moment. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know what you are capable of and what you can do or not do or what you will do or not. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And you mentioned, like, finding yourself was a big transformative moment. But did you find yourself or we're always kind of like in this process of finding ourselves, right? But did you find yourself before you made these big moves or these big changes, these big transformations? I always say that like 18-year-old Jessica is completely different. I mean, obviously we change, but Jessica from back home did not have, like it's when you're leaving, you know, the nest and you're pushing those boundaries and you're establishing independence and it's, hard especially coming from like a Latino community my mom was like I mean two weeks before I moved my dad was like are you sure you want to do this yeah and I know it's because they don't want to see me struggle they don't want to see me lost and it was I think harder seeing them struggle with it because I was like yes 
here we go. And they were like, well, can we call you every night? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I might do stuff sometimes. <laughs> but they still call you and every they night. Still, they, they've kind of loosened up on it but as they get older. But it's one of those, like, Bronzeville Jessica versus San Antonio Jessica is a completely different person. Yeah. 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 I don't do, know. Do you go back to Bronzeville Jessica when you're there? I don't go back very often. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how often do you go back to Ohio these days? Four times a year. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, so you're, you're a good daughter. Yeah. I spend like all of my money traveling home. Yeah. It's like no less than $500 a, pain, a plane flight to go. But my mom um, is super amazing and I help her or I try to be there for her a lot with the different things that she's going through and she'll talk about those things when she comes on. But um I don't know. I just like such a huge piece of me and my heart is still there that I couldn't like not go back. Yeah. You know, it's definitely for me though, you know, and I had to really come to terms with that because it felt like for a long time I was going back for my family, you Uh, know, mm -hmm. and that leads to a lot of like resentment or anger. Um, but once I realized like, no, I'm going home for me myself, um, was a lot easier to process that. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it might be, like, a little bit of a fear of, like, turning back into that Jessica that I'm just like, nope. Yeah, um, I get that, too. Of, like, not knowing who I was and what my parameters mm-hmm. were. Um, but you do know who you are now, so it's kind of like... But then it's hard how... to establish that self in the same household where I had a curfew for me, at least, like, my mom was very strict. Like, you yeah. and Mama Elsa made that transition from, like, m- like strict mom to, like, cool mom. <laughs> Mama Elsa. Mama Elsa is kind of the coolest. She is amazing. <laughs> have you, oh, you've met I've her never, before? Have I met her? Did she I think come she went to, to one taping, my very I first one. I think that I just, oh, like, follow her head. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> like, She's the best. They're actually yeah. on vacation right now, so. Oh, shout living out. their best lives. I know. They really are. They're intense. I love I, them. I would love to talk more about this finding yourself thing, because I feel like I most recently did that, and just when you feel like you figured it out, you learn something new about yourself, mm-hmm. but like, um, how did you go about finding yourself? It feels like one of those kind of like therapy words or phrases, it doesn't is. it? Like, yeah. But once you've reached it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's true, it's real, <laughs> you know. And you just want to like shout it from the rooftops. It's kind of like where that "live your best life" phrase was born from, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're still. It's a journey, so. Yeah. I feel like 2016 Jessica was like a mess compared to 2018 Jessica. She knows they're it. different. Yeah, very they're different. too different. But in what way? I need specifics. Do there's you a lot of specifics. Can this be used in the court of law? I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Specifics could get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> it just kind of for me, it was kind of saying this is who I am away from the them and the safety of them. Uh, back home, I'm always going to be Leela's daughter. I was never going to be Jessica. Oh. You know, and over here, it's just I'm completely, it's completely different. I don't, I just think I'm more outgoing when I'm not there. I'm more, I speak my mind almost to a fault. <laughs> At least my face does. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of one of those. 
and that was harder. I mean, I think it might have been 25 before I was like, okay, this is it. This is this is Jess. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. And it's, especially when I hit 30, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just talking about that with one, my best friend and was like, I just don't have time to have people in my life that aren't on the same energy level yeah. as mm-hmm. I am. And I don't mean like, do I need to take a nap kind of energy, <laughs> <laughs> which we just talked about my nap life. But, nap um, life. but you know, like, positivity energy, you know, like just life vibe because you learn by 30 that like life is too valuable to be spending it with people that are going to bring you down or. Right. And I think you, your threshold for that is like so much lower. Mm -hmm. The minute you start seeing like, I think at 20 and 25, you're seeing some flags and you're like, but really though, is it that bad? Mm -hmm. And at 30, it's just like, oh, there's the flag. Okay. This has an expert to do. Yeah. What about you, Elsa? Finding yourself. I don't think I've necessarily found myself. Like Jessica said, it's a journey, obviously, however cliche it is. But I think the opening the business and the boutique really did help me give me strength and conviction Mm -hmm. um, because I found that I wasn't only doing it for myself, but I was doing it. It gave me something bigger to worry about. And so a lot of the decisions that I make or the lot of things that I do, even though they scare the bejesus out of me, I have to do it because if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. And that's what keeps me pushing forward. So mm-hmm. I feel like professionally I'm doing okay. Um, as far as like life is concerned, I'm, I probably could still find myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you it's think? like layers. Um, it is like layers. Yeah. And oftentimes I feel like it would be too much to ask to have them all be on the same page. At the same <laughs> you know what I mean? If you yes. were to sit here and be like, my business is great. My personal life is great. I'd uh-huh. be like, all right, <laughs> cool. Good for you. Must be boring. Nice. <laughs> exactly. So if you were to talk to somebody else, if somebody else was sitting here and like thinking about making a move, starting a business, making a career change, um, leaving their family, what would you tell them to help them get through that or even not even get through, like make the decision to just do it? To make the decision to do it? Yeah, let's do make the decision. I feel like you need, in your heart of hearts, like in your gut, you need to know that this is the right thing for you or even if you don't know if it's the right thing for you in the long run, at least it's for you right now, and you're willing and strong enough to actually try it and not be scared of what ifs, like to actually just do it. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, kind of we've got the same journalism vibe there, and I think that's a hard, hard field, you know, especially given how much and how often self-care comes up these days, like we're supposed to be these super zened out people, but our field has made it so that we might be losing out on a promotion or losing out on being considered a hard worker if we do, like, ask for that day. Or maybe we just feel like that. I don't know about you. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. Um, It's been a pretty pretty consistent criticism that I'm working too much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, but... It's really interesting, especially given, like, our um, atmosphere of internships right now. Ugh. I just um, had this conversation with somebody else about internships. So, I don't know about yours, but we're, how many did you do? How many did I do? Yeah. Three. Three. All unpaid. So, mine 
I did one paid per assignment mm-hmm. um, with the business journal, and my unpaid one was with Two Tennis Eight. Do you remember them? No, you mustn't have been here. Aren't they still around? Yeah, no, no, no. Do Two Ten. Do Two oh, Ten. Yeah, is do like that's the do one, like mm-hmm. the branch. But no, do Two Tennis A was like the Express News's answer to the current. Uh, um, was it before my essay? Yeah. Okay. Um. And so it was like a tab and it was fun and they did like strip joint buffet reviews. Interesting. So goofy <laughs> things like we would yeah. probably do at the current, yeah. but they had more limitations. And so that one was unpaid and it was just like, you don't say no to an assignment. You work harder, you stay longer. And nowadays, you know, you hear about like, well, no, you have to pay for internships. And I'm like, well, that would have been great, but how much of it was a reality for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it obviously excludes people from joining the field. And for me, I'm just, my parents did help out. So it was just kind of like, oh, I can do this because they're, they're willing to help. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I couldn't have done it. I mean, I did have to work like three months as a server. Mm-hmm. And that was no fun. So let's talk about your big move. Yeah. <gasps> Switching the tables. Turning the tables. Um, Is that allowed? Yeah. I, no, I really like that. I like having a conversation. So this move, I'm moving to Houston. Um, and by the time this airs, it'll be just like one week away. Yeah. I know. So one week until I move to Houston. Um, and I didn't see it coming. As I was telling you guys, the job was posted for like a month and a half before I even found out that it was happening. I knew probably about last December, so like nine months ago, 10 months ago, that I was ready for something else, that I just um, wanted a new challenge and a new opportunity. And I had been very transparent about that with my bosses. They knew, because I really do love our company, and so I wanted to respect that, you know, show that respect. And, um, you know, I had a mentor, a mentor, a mentor. <laughs> I, for the record, I've never heard anybody say mentor. But okay, so maybe this is back is back story. Oh, yes, because um, I grew up next to a town called Menor, and everybody uh, called it Menor. It's Menor. How did they spell it? M e n t o r. So just okay. like mentor. Yeah. But Menor. Uh-huh. So I really struggle <laughs> with that. But um, she at the time I called her and was like, "What do I do? What do I do?" And she's so amazing. She set up like ten calls for me and really just listened to me. And she was like, you know, I just don't think that you should start applying for jobs. And I was like, what? She's like, just wait for a job to open up in Houston. And she dropped Houston. And I was like, I don't know what she's talking. I I hadn't really considered that, but I guess I could do that. And that was 10 months ago. Yeah. But I did take her advice. I didn't apply for jobs. I was like, let's just dive into what I'm doing. Um, and then also I started this podcast, um, cause I recognized what I needed was like an outlet for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm super glad that I did that cause it helped me quote unquote therapy talk, find myself, um, gave me a purpose other than, you know, just my nine to five. And, um, it's just funny or not funny that opportunities and life changes happen. I feel like when, everything's aligned. Like when either it's either when things are super, super down or super, super up that these things happen. And for me, it was when they were super, super up mm-hmm. and applying for the job. I was kind of like, you know what, if I don't get it, it's fine because I'm great here. Mm-hmm. Like I can call San Antonio home. Um, 
but it did happen. And so now I'm a little bit sad, a lot of bit happy. It's kind of lit, relit that fire that I've always had for what I do and what I love. And it's kind of made me feel again like the sky's the limit and that I could have those lofty goals again. Yes. And, um, but ultimately, the number one thing is that I want to be happy. I always had those goals before. You know, I want to work for the Today Show. I want to work for Ellen. I want to start a network. But those were my only goals, you know. That was just like if I didn't get there, that was going to be the end. Mm -hmm. And now I still have those goals, but my number one goal is just to be happy. And so even if it leads me to a smaller city or somewhere I never expected, if I'm happy, that's okay. Like, life will be good. So... That's awesome. Well, I know San Antonio is going to miss you, but yeah, it's know. so exciting to see like what you're going to do. And I think it's a great example of like following your dream and like having a goal yeah. and just going for it. Thank you. Yeah. It's really encouraging. I hope so. And yeah. people have said that, you know, and it's the same with you guys starting your podcast. You know, nobody gave you permission. Nobody gave you a how to book you know, no. nobody <laughs> far from right. And it's just really encouraging as well to watch you guys. I mean, you launched before I did and I saw that and was like, heck yeah, you know, <laughs> and even you guys have helped me promote mine and um, share the love. And I just think like there's so much room for everyone to share their voice. Yeah, like so there's true. so much room Um Right now on iTunes, the top 20 podcasts, both for episodes and for podcasts in general, none of them are produced by women for women. Wow. So some are hosted by women. Some are, you know, cover different women's topics in certain episodes, but none are specifically about women empowerment. And so to me, it's like, I don't care if it's you guys. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's the girl sitting across the room right now, like somebody needs to be in that space yeah. doing what we're doing. And um, I just think it's really important to lift each other up and I don't know, collaborate. Yeah. Did I just talk for a really long time? No. You're good. And it was funny because I was like, we should do an episode with Katie. And Elsa was like, but she has a podcast too. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like even more reason. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think just you nailed it on the head. Like the idea that the top 20 is all male makes me want to cry a little. Inside. I can't believe that's so hard for me to believe. It's true life. I mean, and a lot of them are like these mega podcasts that have been on for a really long time, you know, um, hosted by men. They're about sports or comedy or news. And I mean, and props to them. I mean, that they're making something out of this space. It's not a competition in any way. I just would love to see a really well-produced podcast that, uh, you know, a huge grossing podcast, making money, spreading the word up there. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to happen. Okay. Hey, well, real quick, um, tell me about your podcast. Tell me about, you know, your mission and for people that have not been tuning in yet, why they should go over and check you guys out. 
Well, first of all, you can follow us on <laughs> Instagram and well, Facebook. You, uh, I'm going to sing it like Jamaica. Be... <laughs> you know this oh, oh. boogie. Oh, she can't stop her. I know. Um, karaoke, Elsa. It's, I know. The wine hasn't even kicked in yet. But um, the handle is Aitu Podcast, A-Y-T-U Podcast. And we're on Instagram and Facebook. And our goal is just to empower and strengthen and encourage um, women locally, throughout the nation, Latinas, um, just to, I, I don't know, I think we're... Well, you're doing it, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, if you're you like, want chime to in. chime in, <laughs> yeah, no. You got a mic too. I think, the, yeah, the main thing is we want to encourage um, people just to go out of, a little bit out of their comfort zone, no matter what it may be. Well, I think too, like, I'm uncomfortable doing this, but tooting our own horn. Mm-hmm. As women, we don't do it nearly enough, oh, as yeah. much, like as much as we should. For sure. Um, and so that's kind of, we used to do a muy muy segment, and so now they've kind of been replaced by just full-on guests and us praising them nonstop, which I think is fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think we don't take credit for all the work that we do, and that needs to stop. Like mm-hmm. we need to be like, yeah, I'm an awesome producer, and I'm not even 30. Mm-hmm. Um I was food and nightlife editor at 27, which is nuts. But and I was more scared than I should have been, I think. Um, but it's easy to go down that route. And I think, hello, she's got an awesome shop downtown in yeah. San Antonio. Like you are the face that tourists see when they come through. It's true. Welcome wagon. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't think of a better person. I know, honestly. Like if you <laughs> go you. into her shop, she's your new best friend. Yeah. Um, and it's with everyone. Like, I don't, I sometimes hang out there just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, sometimes I put her to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I earn my keep. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, with, with I do, uh, it came from like, you know, I don't know. Well, no, you wouldn't. But like, Diaz, like mm-hmm. back in when we were younger, like if you're feeling yourself or if you got a new dress and you're just like, yes, um, mm-hmm. they would be like, I do. Um, but we kind of put a, a positive spin yeah. to it. Like, yeah, I do. Like, go for it. Snaps. Because mm-hmm. why shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it is about taking up that space of like, yeah, I did this. And mm-hmm. so when we have, you know, Janelli, who is a director of development for um, the San Antonio AIDS Foundation mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. a, a, is pl- HIV positive and a mother of three and a half because she has a step and She's killing it. Yeah. Um, and hearing her story, I mean, I think all of us have one, like you've said, and we should share them more often. Mm-hmm. So I really think it's probably one of the most empowering things we can do is just to share what we've been through, our fears, our struggles, our successes. I think the, like, not to pull from it, but when you announced your move, you talked about how there was a story behind it. It wasn't just yeah. like, all right, guys, see Bye. you later. <laughs> yeah, you had... Peace. <laughs> and you also mentioned going to therapy for the first time. And I think that is a space that we really don't take up as much. And I think mm-hmm. if badass people like us do it, yeah, tooting, toot, toot. But if we talk about going to therapy and getting our little tune-ups, it makes it less awkward for others to do it. For sure. I think, um, you know, in foreshadowing... Your episode, which we'll record in just a minute. Wow, it's really late. Anyway, um, but being comfortable enough with yourself to be like, whoa, yeah, like not everything's okay Mm -hmm. in my head. Like I've got to go. I've got to go. Has been a huge part of this whole transformation 
and why I'm comfortable um, making this move. And I think, too, that, you know, stay tuned, because I definitely want to have a therapist on and talk about that. That would be amazing. um, Yeah, some of the things that I've struggled with with mental health and that I, furthermore, I think we all do. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, we're all prone to, if there's something you love in your life and you take it away, we're all prone to having a chemical imbalance that's going to throw us off a little bit. Um, And I am not a scientist. Do not quote me on that. (laughs) Do not fact check it. But I mean, we go to the dentist, we go to the doctor, we go get our tires checked, you know, Mm -hmm. like we should take care of that big muscle up there too. Huge. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool for you to share. Thanks. I feel like we've derailed, but it's been a fun one too. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Screw that path, right? I mean, that's (laughs) what this is all about, right? So we're just living our, our reality. All right, so um, we'll wrap it up. Do you guys have anything, any last words? <laughs> any last jams that popped in your head? Oh, no, now I just have that one stuck in my yeah. head. <laughs> um, this is the one thing that my mentor has told me and that I like think back on a lot, but whenever there's been issues and stuff, she says, think about the worst thing that could happen and think about what you do to fix it. And if you had to go and drive an Uber, if you had to go and wait tables, you'd know that you'd do it and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's literally the worst. Like, you're, you're always going to have your network and the people behind you, and mm-hmm. that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So if anything, like, when you think about a big move, like, what's the worst and how will you get through it? Because, you again, are your most stable, like, constant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That all goes back to facing your fears and just, like, plowing through them yep it's the only way to grow Mm -hmm. all right go team yay do we have rings Woo! (laughs) i know (laughs) three two one yes wine with katie wine with katie all right a huge thank you to jess and elsa for taking a chance, doing something different, trying out something new with Podception. I hope you enjoyed our Tuesday bonus episode talking about life milestones. Now it's time to head over to i2 Podcast to listen to their version, which is advice that we would give to our teenage selves. Advice we would give to our teenage selves. A reminder before you leave today, please subscribe or leave us a comment or review. Um, It's very simple. It's very easy, but it means a lot. It ensures that our episodes will maybe eventually make it to the Apple homepage um, and that more people will be able to hear these amazing stories that we're able to share. So until uh, two weeks from now, so two weeks from now, we've got an amazing episode, maybe probably one of our most powerful yet. So two weeks, mark it on your calendar, ladies. See you then.